Hey, one. You ain't have to do it like that, man. Hey, yo, shout out to Jamar, too, man. Rude everything. Huncho. You know it's my time, yeah, I'm on my grind You know that it never stops I'm stacking it up like it's Legos But there's not no Legos, I'm on the block Riding around my town, visit so profound I'm cool with you hating now If you put in work, you gon' see it working All you gon' see is the greatest now The root of everything We get to the root of everything The root of everything We get to the root of everything Riding around my town, visit so profound I'm cool with you hating now If you put in work, you gon' see it working All you gon' see is the greatest now Alright, welcome to the second episode of the second season of the Root of Everything podcast. Today I have a great friend of mine, somebody that knew about the Root of Everything before it was even called the Root of Everything. My boy Nas, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, doing good. Tell, yeah. tell them who you are, what you do, kind of okay. give them a little synopsis. So my name is Nasir Griffin, you know, I go to Temple, uh, I'm a junior, you know, my major is MSP, and what I do outside of school is I'm a content creator, so you know, I make skits, um, probably short films, I guess you could say, but most likely to just Kids. I like to make people laugh, and that's how I like. That's yeah, I like. and we were talking about earlier because you know you got the TikTok that got a bunch of views on. Yeah, it, you know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like you have to take your title and say what it is because mm-hmm. you don't want somebody to label you label you something you're not. Yeah. So, but I'm gonna go into straight into what I like to ask first, so we can get everything for the rest of the podcast. Mm-hmm. What would you define as your true passion, and what would you define as success for yourself? And if it's still evolving, say that. But just kind of give me what you got in terms of okay. passion and success. So for passion, mm-hmm. I think my true passion is acting. Mm. I would say that, and my true passion is, I guess, making people smile because, like, throughout the process of doing the videos, like I've gotten like DMs of um, people saying like, "Hey, um, I really needed this today," mm. and one person was saying like, "Oh, like you know, something happened with my brother, and um, seeing your videos made me just you know smile." So I really want to thank you for that, and. I think that's really my true passion because when I was younger, I always made people laugh and I was mm-hmm. always like, I guess a goofball in a way, but in a positive <laughs> way, not like in a bad way. But I've always made people laugh and smile and I think that's really like who I am. And for the acting part, I've always loved acting and I'm really like animated because I watch a lot of, you know, cartoons and stuff. So I'm really animated like that. And success, I would say that I'm still evolving in it because like I don't know everything. So and, you know, it's possibilities are endless. So I'm just learning as I go. So I would... Say for success, I'm still evolving in it. Still evolving. And I think yeah. that's a beautiful thing to do because I think mm-hmm. sometimes we like to have the answer. Like, I'm asking this question with welcoming arms to you not knowing the answer. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But um, before you got into acting, I mean, obviously you say your whole life you've always been into making people smile. You've been mm-hmm. into acting a little bit. Was there a period before you found that? Or, like, how did you get to the point where you were like, yo, I like acting? Where did that come from? How did that come to be? Okay, so how it came to be was that when I was younger, I've always loved watching movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, um, who had passed by a while ago, um, she kind of helped shape me mm-hmm. because she would buy me, like, movies and, and TV shows and stuff. And it's like when I see people on the screen, let's say Will Smith, when I see him on the screen, it's kind of like when he started young and he's from Philadelphia, I'm like, that could be me. Mm-hmm. And I look up to him a lot. And it's like, that could be me. I could do something like that. And that's what really made me want to go into acting. It was like seeing people on the screen and the fact that I actually like grew up in church, actually, because mm. I used to, you know, um, act out the, um, the Bible really? stories on, okay. in church. And that's where that's where me and Devon come in at, like my friend Devon. Like really? we all we all went to church together. Okay. So like that's where we all come into play. And I was always kind of like a, a standout guy 
at the church and, and on the choir and stuff. So with that type of like, you know, mentality, it was like, all right, now I'm, I really can do this. And mm-hmm. I was in a couple a couple plays, I guess, back in my uh, Christian school back back in the day. And I was also in a play um, probably like 2018 mm-hmm. at my school. And I was the main character for that part. So my question with that is, which one came first? Was it like, yo, I got a talent, I could do this? Or was it like, yo, I just like doing this? Kind of describe that feeling, because I think they're mm. two separate things. Okay. Could you kind of describe what came first and how it came about? I think it was like, yo, I can actually do this. Okay. Reason why is because I had my mom telling me, like, you can you can do anything. You can be anything. And she said, she always said, like, you know, you're great, successful. You can, you can be anything. You have a talent. And... When I like bring that upon my family and I express that talent, it's like they're really laughing as if I'm, you know, a comedian or something. You know? <laughs> and they really laughing. So I feel like during that time, all of that, like, you know, like where I can really do it, mm-hmm. that came from my mom telling me that okay. you can do it. So and then eventually the love just came afterwards. Yeah, the love, love just came afterwards. Okay. But like I received love first from, of course, my family and people, okay. people, you know, bringing positivity under me. So okay, so the next question I have for you when it comes to like. Being an actor, doing something mm-hmm. on a camera, right. and something that I've had to work with is being mm-hmm. myself on the camera. Mm-hmm. And regardless even of the camera, could you kind of speak to maybe early in your life, was it a struggle for you to embrace being yourself? Or were you always like, I'm going to be Nas, and they're going to have to deal with it? Could you kind of mm-hmm. describe like the inner struggle if it was there? You know what I'm saying? I know I had it. Could you yeah. kind of describe your coming to being of Nas? I would say that... Now, I'm not going to say there was no inner struggle because then I'll be lying because uh-huh. everybody has to go through something. But I would say that there would be some type of struggle because, mm-hmm. like, during eighth grade, I had a lot of, you know, people who I call friends and stuff, mm-hmm. but I wasn't myself around them. I guess I was, I was, I used to, I used to follow the crowd. Mm-hmm. That was me. That was before I was a leader to this day. Like, I used to follow the crowd and I used to basically hang out with the wrong crowd. And it was hard for me to express my true self because if I showed them that, then that's going to make me weak. That's what I thought. Mm. That's what I thought. So I just would try to follow them. But then once I broke out of that, that was when, like, yo, I can, you know, this, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And growing up, you know, coming from, like, a Christian background and knowing, like, you know, who I am, that's, that's when it was like, okay, I need to be myself. Because, like, how are you going to, you know, be yourself around your family but with other people in person in school? you you acting like somebody else. Mm-hmm. You're acting like somebody that you're not. So I feel like that was once after that whole elementary school phase ended, that was when it was like, yo, it's, it's time for me to break out of my shell and show who I really am. Now, that silliness was still there, but I controlled it, though. So mm-hmm. it was time for me to break out of that shell. And I, I think that's great. And I think it's an inner struggle. I think everybody goes through for their whole life. Like, right. like for me, like right now, am I being 100% Jamar? I'm probably leaving out. A little bit of it. Right, yeah. And I think it's so important when you take that first jump. It's usually in middle school. I think all of us, we're in middle school and we're starting clashing of this general idea of how you're supposed to be. Yeah. So the next question I kind of want to ask is when it comes to that kid who's watching right now and he's not confident or he doesn't really know if he should start just being himself because he's afraid of, you know, the famous, I said famous, the popular kid, you know, <laughs> yeah. or the popular kids or the general average kid, you know, looking at him different or looking at him a certain type of way. Tell them the benefits of just being yourself and tell them like why they shouldn't stay in that, you know, in that purgatory of just right. like trying to fit in. To that kid that's watching or anybody mm-hmm. that's watching, anybody. I feel as though that it all comes with you knowing who you are. Like mm-hmm. you have to know who you are. You have to be confident in yourself. Like don't don't be afraid to show who you are because you have something to offer, whether it's like playing basketball or football or rapping or singing or acting like it's 
is you shouldn't be afraid. Now, you should be nervous, but in a good way, mm. knowing that like it's a possibility it's going to come out of this. But for the benefits of that, I would say just, I guess, it's no other words of saying just, just be yourself. But I think what you should try to do is, you know, don't let any negative like vibes in your life. Like don't be mm. so insecure because it's not about how other people look at you. It's about how you want the world to see you and how you carry yourself and stuff. So mm. I think I would say that to that person or adult or kid who's still going through that phase. That's beautiful how you said, like, it doesn't matter what they see. You know what yeah. I mean? It matters how you look within. I think one thing I've realized, you know, when you grow up, you start to realize the person who really becomes, like, especially after high school, the person mm-hmm. who really, like, not that that's the goal, right. but the person that becomes the most successful in my eyes is a person that's different from everybody and you can mm. just tell like one thing I like about you Nas is like I can just tell there is no type of influence on anybody else in you other than you being yourself in your heart oh, and I and, and that's really why you're on this show because because yeah, I'm like yo Nas on a daily basis does what he wants to do because this is Nas and he's going to continue to do that regardless of what somebody thinks mm-hmm. and I just think that's beautiful and Thank you. Like, is there anything else you wouldn't touch on in terms of being uniqueness? I, I, I would say that being myself, like, I guess it was, I thought it was going to be weird because of the way that I, I am. I can be animated. Not, not a lot of people can take, like, my humor, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might say something that's, that's lighthearted and people might take, take it a certain way. way. You know, cancel culture, mm-hmm. you know, being that type of phase. But I feel as though, like, being in front of the camera, doing what I do, some people might think it's weird. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, because I, I do get a little nervous and I do have to focus and stuff like that but i feel like being me was just it just all comes together and i'm still learning so and i think what's cool to realize and something i realized probably two years ago and that's why i'm (laughs) in this place now is you know somebody's always not gonna like what you're doing like exactly exactly there's somebody not liking this yes but guess what there's somebody liking it because i'm being authentic yes you know what i'm saying yes and i can i can try to piggyback what you're saying because there was one video i made and um, of course it was a trend, but I did it in my own way. Mm-hmm. So it was a video I made. It was like a King Von song. And um, the video I came up with was that I was going to be in a Rite Aid store and you get caught in the security cameras dancing. Now, that one blew up too. But it, one person in the comment was like, oh, so is this what all the corny TikTokers do? Mm-hmm. They just copy each other and, and, then, and then have that have that fruity look on their face like they actually came up with it. Now, when I saw it, I, I was just laughing. I just loved the comment. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's all it was. And then there was another video I put out that um, was a trend, too. And it was like a laughing trend. And, um, you know, it blew up. But then some people in the comments were like, yo, like, this issue was corny. Mm. This was corny. Cornball, corny, corny, corny. And then one person in the comments, like, they, they were saying, like, um, yo, you shouldn't say that. You should respect his grind. Like, respect his grind because mm-hmm. he's coming up. So I think that there's always somebody that's not going to like what you do. Like, always. It's, it's all, no matter what it is, it's, it's always somebody that's, that's going to try to hate or just because they can't do it, just because mm-hmm. they don't know how to do it, or just because they see you succeed and now it's like, it's corny. Or, exactly. You know? But that stuff, it kind of doesn't bother me, but it's questions like, why would you think that way? You know, we all trying to come up. Why you got to, you know? And I think it's, you know, I tell people all the time, hate usually isn't really as simple as you think it is right. like it usually is somebody speaking off of their own insecurities or their own wish to be like somebody else yeah. their own yeah. fakeness that they're dealing with yeah. i mean don't get me wrong there's probably 20 percent, 30 percent of hate is probably them just being haters yeah probably 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 yeah but it is what it is and to speak about you know when somebody's commenting 
they boosting the algorithm a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> they boosting the algorithm. Yeah. So one thing I want to talk about, you've had a lot of viral videos. To go back to the Among Us one, you hit that. Everybody had it going up on all the yeah. all the Instagrams. But talk to me, like, while that happened, you've been shooting short videos for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somebody might say, okay, let me look at this guy's page. Oh, he's, he's blowing up. Okay, this is why he does it. Tell me the real reason why you make those videos. Not because... I'm, I'm sure it's not because yep. two million, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but tell me like the, the real root, the root of everything of okay. why you do what you do. So my root is that the reason why I do it is because like I'm showing my true passion. I'm passionate about it. Mm. And I'm also showing that this is who I am. This is what I have to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Because if there was an opportunity where, you know, I would have to act in the movie, they would need to see like, okay, what do you have to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Like, why, like why, why would you want me to write you in this script what kind of work do you do so that's the reason why i do it also because it's fun too mm-hmm. but also because like since it's like um, so many people looking at it, you never know if the right opportunity will come and something else might happen that's good so i love doing it and that's my route that's that's beautiful and i yeah. think what you kind of hit on is like i'm showing what i bring to the table and i think right. like when it comes to this podcast and stuff like there's an etiquette there's a like this is how you're supposed to do it but if i'm doing it like everybody else how am mm-hmm. i going to get an opportunity yeah. opportunity that everybody else doesn't have the same characteristics mm-hmm. so when i'm talking and maybe i'll do a little something jamarish yeah. you know what i'm saying that's what i bring to the table when you're doing something goofy on the tiktok and it goes viral mm-hmm. it's because you you might have copied a trend, mm-hmm. but you put Nas. Yeah, you, on sp- it. you put a spin on it exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what people don't understand. They got to separate inspiration from from copying because it's like, all right, you because I can see people that's on the app that literally just copy without giving credit, mm-hmm. and I also see people that's inspired by it and they take the same sound, same idea, but they flip it into their own thing. Mm-hmm. And one thing I wanted to say was that during the period of like the videos blowing up and stuff like that. There was this one time where I was um I was gonna bring the Among Us videos back, mm. and I had this idea, and I had the mask on, but in my room it was just it was too hot, it, it was too hot, and like I had this other idea too while I was trying to focus on the one idea, mm-hmm. so my brain was, was malfunctioning, malfunctioning, and what ended up happening was I had an anxiety attack, and it was it was it was literally scary because mm-hmm. like after I tried to do that video, I tried to shoot it. It didn't come out the way I expected it to. And that's my fault because once I was like, once I saw the, the, the progress of it, it's like I was kind of giving in to what, you know, this is, this is what you, you have to put out. Mm-hmm. And everything was moving too fast for me. So I had that uh, whole anxiety attack. And it, it was scary because, you know, I felt like I wasn't breathing and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And I think right before that, that was the video that me and um, me and my friend we shot that one, the one that ended up on BET okay. around that same time. So that was the whole malfunctioning brain type thing going on. And I think it's really good that you said that because mm-hmm. a lot of things we think about when it comes to success is all this happy things. But for me, you know, what I'm saying I, I'll tell you, I'll tell this freely. You know, mm-hmm. when I was coming up. I had no, I mean, I had confidence, but I had these days, I had that malfunctioning where I'm like, I can't do this. I'm sitting in front of the camera. I can't do this. I had it probably in the beginning, probably like first couple episodes of season one where I was literally just like, I can't do this. I'm not able to do this. I don't have the talent. And I went through that struggle and now I'm on the brighter side. I'm in season two, episode two right (laughs) now. You feel me? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I just want anybody out there to understand that if you're doing something and you think this is your thing, this is going to change your life. When you hit that mountain, that hill that's crazy, 
is meant for you. And when you get to the other side, you're going to realize mm-hmm. how thankful you were for that struggle. And I'm sure you were thankful for that malfunctioning. Yeah, I, I really was because... I think that was that was a way of like someone trying to tell me like you need to slow down a little okay. bit. Just 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 relax. You're gonna get everything ready and just slow down. But how I came out on the better side of that was that I started taking my time. I started writing out writing out more ideas. I started planning out my days. And like to this day, I I don't feel it. But I mean, I had that feeling of nervousness. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just tell myself like everything's cool. And then once I finish the video, it just becomes like a relief. Like mm-hmm. oh, like I, I thank you. Like I just finished it. So that's how I came out on the better side was me like getting through that whole anxiety type thing, like me getting through that, like me making it out on the other side and everything being cool. Beautiful. And Nas, do you have any like crazy stories or anything you would like to like tell the people that's been throughout this whole process of being a a creative content creator? Mm, I think I'm not really crazy stories. I think when I first started out with the whole viral thing, a lot of people on Twitter, they didn't know it was me Mm. on the Among Us. And when I tried to say it was me, people were saying, like, that's not you. Uh, that's not you. Only because they saw I only had 83 followers. And this video, no way. this video had, yeah, it was like a no way. This is not you. And I was telling people because somebody else that I knew, they, they DM me and was like, yo, uh, this, you know this video is on Twitter and it's doing, it's doing numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like. How's it on Twitter doing numbers? That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody, he didn't, he, the dude didn't ask me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because I didn't post it on Twitter. I should have did that. But the, nobody asked me. And then when I saw it. Um, and, I, and I was commenting and I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. Uh, thank you for, you know, I was thanking the person. I said, thank you for but putting this out and for tagging me. And all. But one dude was like, um, it's kind of weird that, you, that you're coming out of nowhere um, on Twitter saying that you did this video. We only got a little bit of followers, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go ahead and follow you anyway and, and, and subscribe to your YouTube channel. So that gotcha. was a win right there. But any other stories? I don't, I think the craziest story was in a good way. Mm-hmm. Was ending up on on BET okay. with um, with Earn that because I didn't know that was going to end up on the BET because like I've already been on like World Star and Daquan and World Star just became a thing where I was like okay now now what's next but when BET posted it that was when it was like yo mm-hmm. this is crazy got you I was like, and so the other thing I want to kind of go into when it comes to like who surrounds you you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you in this new apartment right now mm-hmm. you're in this new surroundings but one thing I love about this. I want to say arena, this place you're in is, you know, the people around you are like-minded. Right. Could you speak to the importance to everybody in this audience that are listening, the importance of surrounding yourself with people that, one, that love you, Mm -hmm. and then two, that are on the same, um, they don't have to be exactly like you, but the same same, path, same type of things. How does that benefit you? I feel like, so first to the people that's out there that's like that is that, like Jamar said, you have to surround yourself with like-minded people, and you have to know how people move mm. like because you know if your video blows up and all, and everybody is now congratulating you when really they should have been there from the start it's mm. like you got to keep your your circle a little small because that's what happened to me because there was some people i didn't talk to in high school and next thing you know when that video went viral they all wanted to be like oh yeah yeah and then people wanted to, wanted to ask me for money saying like oh can i can i know it's ridiculous it's because, ridiculous because they think i'm famous or something i'm not <laughs> I, a lot of people be like, "Oh, you fake?" I'd be like, "No, I'm just got a couple vids." Yeah, you know cause like I do not like to brag. I'm not cocky. I just say, "Look, I just get a little bit of views and I just get the likes. That's mm-hmm. all." But people ask me for money, like that's just like a no-no. So I would say that that part benefits me in a wrong way because it's like mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to you in years. Like, why are you coming to me, DMing me, asking me about money? Mm-hmm. Like when literally we barely talk. And I've been I've been seeing it like every years like it's been years, and that kind of like 
it was kind of weird. I feel it. But for the people that's around me, I would say it benefited me in a positive way. Like, like you guys, like y'all all benefited me because like when we shot the box video with Jaren and everyone, like it just, it just brought something special. And I feel as though like you guys helped me shape that vision because I, I went in that, that the room mm. filming without like, I guess a storyboard or nothing and everything was going to be changed, but it's like your acting and y'all patience, y'all, y'all made it good. And it's, and being here coming from, you know, another area from shifting over here, like I feel like it's it's been a very good experience, especially with the people I'm with now who I do short films with, because every day we always try to, you know, be on the grind and do videos and they'll help me out with my small videos and TikToks. So I feel as though what you should do is, is you know, figure out who, who really wants to support you, figure mm-hmm. out who, who really, who really pays attention to your craft and stuff, because you never know. Somebody could be like, oh, yes, it's good. But they hating on the side. Mm-hmm. They hating on it, on the, you know, sidelines, basketball and hating. So I would say that. And here at Root of Everything, you know, we really came in and looked at your craft, watching yeah. your craft today. Yeah. And if you haven't already, go to YouTube. And if mm-hmm. you're watching on YouTube, you already saw it. Oh, and yeah, of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go to YouTube and see the process of Nasir mm-hmm. really doing what he loves and showing how things come out on the other end. So I just want to say we really appreciate you for uh, coming to I'm the fine. Root of Everything. Okay. I, had, I had to get you in the, in the first season, bro, for the, for the interviews. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And the little takeaways... You know, Nas is a perfect example of just being yourself mm-hmm. and just letting that come out in the end. And I right. think I, I couldn't have found a better example. And I really appreciate you. We're wishing you nothing but the best here. Root of Everything, uh, thank man. Thank you. No, I'm wishing you nothing but the best. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> so we'll see y'all next time. This is The Root of Everything, Season right. 2, Episode 2. We'll see y'all next time. All right. Peace.